0: here we go ladies and gentlemen I'm with a very special guest I haven't seen it in a long time so thank you for coming to see me I appreciate it no worries love, love.
1: thanks for having me
0: and you're new to the Gold Coast but um Tamara Northam I just confirmed how to say your last name because that would have been <laughs> awkward but I've actually said someone's name wrong on this so it wouldn't be the first time um Mate, introduce yourself for the people who don't know you. Give us the glass of wine version, and then we'll go into the bottle afterwards. Give us the
1: glass of wine. My name's Tamara Northam, twenty five year old mother of a beautiful little almost two year old boy Xander.
0: And I know everyone says their child is beautiful, like Xander (laughs) is gorgeous. He is honestly one of the most beautiful little human things I've seen. So beautiful, beautiful son. So
1: thank you. It's pretty epic. Um and I love working with humans in all Areas, shapes, forms of life.
0: Good stuff. Yeah. Cool, mate. Well, um, there's a couple of things I'd love to talk to you about. We just came up with a bit of a dot point of what we can go through. But I, I believe, anyways, that a lot of people learn best through stories. I know I do, and experiences. Yourself, mm-hmm. I'd love. Uh, you From what I've seen, anyways, we've probably known each other for two
1: years. Two and a bit, yeah. Two and a bit years. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: it was. Yeah, not last year before in January when you did PLC. Yeah. um So. Uh, I've, I've seen an amazing just change in your, your energy, your persona, your beliefs, your actions, your identity for how you, you see yourself even from a distance because you're from the sunny coast but even seeing you through content every time we, we catch up every blue moon um, you always seem like you're always sort of like becoming a different person figuring out how you are a little bit more which is really cool because it's I believe everyone goes on that little self-discovery journey of their own Mm -hmm. um I would love to hear your own journey to I guess for a better of not well the word I would use anyways is self-empowerment self-discovery could you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you've come to be who you are today from versus who you were even sort of two three four years ago
1: yeah sure um so I, well, a huge shift in my life for me was when I fell pregnant. Yeah. So prior to pregnancy, I had, you know, all of these dreams of being this lady boss business owner and, um, had, had all of these life desires for myself, but had no powerful why enough to actually execute on them. Okay. So I always had these ideas that I would dabble in. I'd, you know, start up little small businesses. I would um you know look into uh, investing that sort of thing and never really took anything too seriously because I was like oh, I've got all this time I'm still young yeah. never really had that real driving force behind me until I fell pregnant with my son Xander. Right. Um so when my son was conceived I was working full time at Flight Centre actually. Nice. Uh, and my ex-partner and son's father was working at UI. Yeah. And so we were both pretty content in our lives, but hadn't really... Um, we didn't have the pain behind us yet to push us to do what we really wanted to do we were running a mindset mastery group oh, yeah, um, I remember that, actually, yeah, yeah, that yeah, old yeah mindset yeah, mastery um, we were running a mindset mastery group once a week which yeah. was really fun we were really passionate about it cool. we had all these ideas of turning it into a course Yeah. and like I said just had never executed on it because we were comfortable in yeah. our lives and then when we fell pregnant it was a big slap in the face to go okay well, fucking wake up huh yeah like you're gonna if you're gonna do something now's the time because you know baby comes along then you've got extra challenges like if you're going to do something do it now and we um, kept our eye out for opportunities over the next couple of months Um, we were looking into a few different business models that we were going to go into and then um, Dion was friends with Scott when they were little rascals back in the day (laughs) and um, yeah we went along to the PLC Northgate launch.
0: So that would have been the first time I don't think we spoke I I I wasn't
1: actually at the. Okay, good. I was gonna say Dion was at the. No, no. So I was actually at a dance competition. I was um, dancing competitively with a hip hop crew. I didn't
0: know that. Yeah, there you go. I did actually didn't know you dance at all. So Uh, there you go. I've just learned something already. (laughs) Yeah,
1: so I was at a competition, and Dion, while we were. at the competition, we had to rehearse and stuff like that. So, Dion was like, I'm going to go to this launch thing, check it out, say hi to my mate Scotty. Yeah. And he fell in love. So, I went along to see what all the fuss was about. Yeah. And then three months later, we were signing paperwork to open our own gyms. There you go. And we went all in, um, opened PLC Maruchidor. Yeah. We launched that gym 10 days before I gave birth. So, Bang. that was like a wild time in our
0: lives. Could we wind it back just a little bit and we'll continue the story. But I use your example a lot now that I actually should have wrote that down before we started. Um, And I want to hear the real version of it because I think I'm giving a bit of a Louis version of it, Yeah. but I remember there was a stage where you just quit your job, or you're working a job. Sorry, you were pregnant. You yep. were still studying your certs. Yeah, you had a broken fucking foot. <laughs> you were in yep. a moon boot, and you still made it all happen. Is that? Can you give me the real version yeah, of that? Because I've so, given up. Whaw, people,
1: that was a blur. Yeah, um, I forget about Ta- it sometimes. Tell sometimes me about I that period because
0: like there's a there's a point I want to make after yeah. it. But tell me what was happening during that hectic period.
1: Yeah. So, long story short, um, we had been working our jobs if for anyone that knows me personally in my life, I was not put on this planet to be an employee. So, you know, probably world's worst employee just because I know that my value that I'm so much, I'm worth a lot more than just a dollar figure. So I tend to, I in the past in job roles, I've just not really cared too much. So, So I chose to leave that job. Um, as soon as pretty much as soon as we decided that we were going to, um, open up PLC, I think I was about, three or four months pregnant yeah. and we knew that we needed to go all in because for a couple of months we were trying to juggle um running so we started running free boot camps yeah we had actually been running the free boot camps previously alongside our mindset mastery oh group. i, I don't know
0: that either yeah, yeah. because
1: it, we acknowledge that you know you can't mind
0: body yeah, yeah you yeah. can't
1: improve your mindset if you've got a crappy relationship with exercise and yeah. food and everything yeah. so they need to work in unison Brilliant. so we started this free boot camp for any of our mindset mastery members to come along Good to stuff. and that was a fun thing and so we changed we that evolved into um the plc launch boot camp yeah we ran that three mornings a week plus working full-time both of us plus i was still dancing competitively up until i was about 30 weeks pregnant so yeah. i was still training for that like three nights a week wow. so it was a wild time and when we looked at our life and thought okay something has to go yeah it's crazy now that I look back at it, but the obvious answers to us were our jobs. Yeah. So they're the ones that needed to go. So both of us went all in and we knew that that was the one thing that was going to get us super uncomfortable. And that was how we were going to make it all happen because we could, it just wasn't working what we were doing, juggling everything meant that we were doing everything poorly so we went if you in. could just pause
0: for um i'm not I keep pausing you yeah. um so in that moment because i i believe a lot of people they there are decisions that they're avoiding to make because it does create discomfort yeah. but discomfort as we both know and for most of these viewers will know anyways now that discomfort is actually what you want you want to yeah. go seeking that because if you're comfortable you're not growing and yeah. you're complacent so 100%. what went through your head to consciously make a decision to put yourself under potential financial stress what made say let's do it versus what most people do
1: the pain of knowing that if we didn't make it work I would potentially have to you know I'd get to stay at home with Xander for the first three months and then have to put him in daycare and go and work a full-time job again and then you know even if I was at home we'd be coming home late at night bath feed put to bed only really have a relationship, get to have family time on the weekends. Yeah. And the pain of that was more than, you know, six, 12 months of financial stress. Yeah. So we were willing to put ourselves through that short-term discomfort because at the end of the day, we thought, what's the worst thing that could happen? Yeah. Like, what is the worst thing that could happen at the That's end of the day? That's the
0: magic question I always use. I use that on a podcast the other day. Yeah. Out of all the shit, shitty stories of what, like all, all the stress and fear that comes up, What's the worst thing that could happen?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like we have family, we had friends, we would always have a roof over our head, yeah. we would always have food in our bellies. All the other things are trivial. Yeah. So, yeah. Fantastic.
0: So, yeah, keep going on the story. So, you're uh, 30 <laughs> weeks pregnant or so, you, you you just made a decision to quit the job? or? You, well, um, no, so it was a little so, bit
1: earlier in the pregnancy. I was probably so, about 15 weeks pregnant. Um, uh, both Dion and I quit our full-time jobs cause Sweet. we were like, we need to go all in with this. We need to start doing like, because we, this was probably July yeah. and we had plans to launch in September. Yeah. So we, it was a constant for, and then we didn't end up launching until January because yeah. it was just constantly pushed back because we had challenges that sort of stuff. thing. Yeah. So we thought in our mind, six weeks of no income, we'll be right, we'll make it work. Should be right. Yeah, yeah. should be right. We'll, yeah. we'll push through, we'll make it happen yeah. with zero savings in the bank yeah. as well. So um, Dion tells this story um, quite a lot as well. but. We had um when we quit our jobs we had two thousand six hundred dollars in the bank account. Yeah. We spent every single cent of that on um at the time we were using a Herbalife products yeah. as um a bit of a side hustle. Yeah. We spent every single cent on Herbalife products and yeah. said we need to sell all of this before next week so we can pay our rent. Yeah. Um, since we'd made it happen for six months, we managed to resell, rebuy, resell, rebuy, resell, rebuy. And that was our main source of income. I was,
0: were you in a moon boot at this time?
1: Not yet. Not yet. So when, when I was 30 weeks pregnant, I was like, yeah, she'll be right. I'll do yeah. a, do a hit session. Yeah. Um, I trained right up until I fractured my ankle, yeah. but, um, yeah, in, a, in a session went a little bit too hard. Yeah. Cool. A little bit over the top and uh, rolled my ankle in a session and I um, had been working... So I had a weekend job that yeah. I continued to work yeah. while uh, through that period. Yeah, I was just catering for weddings. Yeah, cool. So, thirty weeks pregnant, moon boot, catering at weddings,
0: selling her life like no fucking tomorrow. Yeah,
1: like and well, your life commu- depended on and it. And to add on to that,
0: you were commuting from the sunny coast to Brisbane yeah. like on a daily basis. Yeah,
1: five nights a week we were driving from sunny coast down to Northgate. And to that's hundreds of dollars on petrol, like taking. Yeah,
0: I um and the the when I use this example like. So to summarize it, you were, you're heavily pregnant. You are in a moon boot. You were, your main source of income was literally herbal life. You're selling like one pack a day or like getting like one client a day or something, yeah. something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Um, you were traveling so far. You were like, you had all this shit going on. Mm-hmm. And you were studying your certs at the same time, yeah. so you managed to smash them out pretty fast. How many weeks yeah. did you do yours in? So
1: I did mine online yeah. to start with, and then last year after I had my son, I actually chose to go back and do them in person Fantastic. again because I just felt like I wanted to get more out of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so during that period, smashed my certs out online as well. Well done. Um, yeah I just had
0: to make it happen and what I was getting get into and oh, I, I share that story when I've had people um, like new trainers that they want to become a trainer but they have to get qualified they, they're always like a bit nervous I don't know if I can handle it I've got a job <laughs> and all this I'm like yeah sit down and listen to this and I share your story so it's good to hear the real version of it but it's like if you've got that reason like you said about Xander like realizing like if you can put up with this period of pain or this discomfort for Mm -hmm. even a couple months even even a couple years if you have to like what what are you going to get on the other side of it you just find something inside of you to fucking wake you up to get you in that Mm -hmm. car to get you selling to get you doing whatever the fuck you have to do so that's a new I literally use that every time we have a new team member so you're you're still around in my world Um,
1: Um, yeah. That's
0: really cool. So, what, uh, what did you learn it, wh- about yourself in that period? Because that's a pretty, like, that's a, it was a pretty full on yeah. period. Yeah, well,
1: like I said before, we, we quit our jobs thinking that, oh, yeah, fun, funds are going to come through in the next few weeks. We're going to launch our club in six weeks you know, in a couple of months, we'll be fine with finances. It's all good. We just got to get through this, this time. Yeah. So it was September and then it was pushed back to October. Then it was pushed back to November. So it ended up being seven months, I think in total that uh, we were both unemployed for, um, <clears throat> while grinding, obviously still making an income, I yeah. say quote unquote unemployed. Yeah. Um, and in that time I just learned resilience and also that your problems are relative like now, if I have money issues, I'm like, oh, it's fine. Or, you know, any sort of challenge that pops up, it just gives me a point of reference to go, things aren't actually that bad. Like you're still fine. You're okay. You know? So, and
0: how do you use that to this day?
1: Um, oh, I, I use it a lot um, when I'm having conversations with clients as yep. well. So, you know, they'll talk about their challenges and I'll be able to use that story to help give them, offer them some perspective as well, because I think it's so easy. We, we can all do it. We get caught up in our own problems. And what we do is we put one tiny problem on top of another problem on top of another problem. And then before you know it, we feel like we've got this mountain of issues when really things are fine for us. It's just because we're compounding them all. So the problem seems like it's so much worse. So sometimes you just need someone to just give you a little bit of perspective. And so I feel like that story has empowered a lot of other people to for me to be able to share with them that like you're going to be okay trust that you're going to be okay you know right now it might be tough right now you might feel like you're chasing your tail and you're pulling your hair out but Things are gonna be okay for you in
0: the end. Love that. Yeah. I'll loved I'll share a quick story and I want to hear your version of it. But I um, I'm a massive fan of perspective. I like especially living in Australia, like honestly, what problem can you complain about? Yeah. Something that I do a lot of um like you know, we um a part of like PLC we sponsor kids in the Philippines and stuff like that. So we um we've got the photos down on the wall that um when yeah. you walked in here and we've got like photos of the kids that we sponsor so people can see them when they walk in. Mm-hmm. And like say I'm doing a consult or something with a client, they're bitch like, I've literally had clients say, I just can't stop drinking alcohol on the weekends and i literally like turn around and I say, hey turn around and have a look up there and there'll be like these kids that like have no food no water no shelter no clothes and i said what if what would this person say if you told them about your problem what would they say to you mm. and i like i kind of like i'm i come across sometimes as a bit of a dick or a bit of blunt but the idea is that like you are so fucking blessed if you're listening to this and you get access to internet you're fucking blessed like i listened to a really good podcast she was the founder of Anytime Fitness Australia I can't remember her name and she says um, when her kids turn 14 every every single one of them she flies them over to it's some poverty driven place in Africa just to see what real poverty is like where like literally you go to the bathroom on the side of the street you've like there's no water there's no food like you get your mother and father taken away from you as a child like really like like tough situations just to instill that like what do you have the right to complain about when like in reality, again, if you're listening to this, you are fucking blessed. Like your biggest problem is someone else's like best dream come true. So yeah, I just, but I was going to ask, how do you practice perspective? How do you keep yourself grounded?
1: Oh, well, great question. Um, I have for most of my life when I've had problems come up, I've always been, um, you know, from childhood trauma, things like that. I've always position myself as the strong one that's sort of been a mask that I've played throughout my whole life so whenever whenever problems have come up I felt like I've wanted to complain I felt like oh you know woe is me I've um uh, because I've positioned myself as a strong person I've always pushed those things down and haven't acknowledged them cool. and only really in the last couple of years especially since having my son and, and briefly about you know the conversation we we're having before um we press record about masculine and feminine energy I've started to sit more so in the last six months more into my feminine flow that I've come to a place where I've realized that it's okay it's okay to acknowledge the things that you don't like about your life or that aren't what you would like to be, but don't use it as an excuse to hold yourself back and to bring other people down mm. and to, um, to get, um, sympathy from other people because, um, oh, actually, no, not sympathy. That's not the word that I want to use there. Don't use it as a way to disadvantage yourself and those around you.
0: Good stuff. Yeah. So you just mentioned something, the mask. Yeah. What, what, what do you, what, for, for the people listening, what's a mask?
1: So a mask, um, for me is a mask is something that we wear that serves us. So it has a service, it has a place, it has a purpose. Um, it is a part of our ego. It helps us, but it is not us. So we all carry these masks. You know, someone might have um, you know, the party girl mask or someone might have like the mother mask who looks after everyone. Or someone might have like the the, the friend or the, you know, the one that's friends with everyone or the tough guy. Those are all masks that we wear. Um, because we've been taught through our experiences in our life that that's who we need to be in order to get love, to get connection, to get, um, to get those basic human needs. Yeah. So they serve us. They're not bad. They're not wrong. Um, And we also get to acknowledge that they're not us, so see them, notice them, um, when they come up, but don't let them rule and control everything about your life. So previously that strong mask, I was wearing that and just would always forget to take it off. Yeah. So always, even when I really needed support and really needed to be vulnerable, I couldn't take that mask off because I thought it was me, I was identifying with that mask.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? If you're okay going there, you actually yeah. mentioned something about trauma. Are you okay going yeah, yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. So tell me about, um, you don't have to go to the details if you don't want to, but how did that, that event or series of events, um, how did that lead to you, quote, putting the mask on of being the tough person or the tough persona? What led you to do that? Oh, what what caused that?
1: Um, well, trauma doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a massive event that happens yep. that is so traumatizing that, you know, we get shivers up our spine every time mm. we think about like trauma could be something as little as, uh, you know, I leave Xander to cry and he's caught for five yep. minutes and yep. all of a sudden he's built this story in his head to say, if I cry, my mum's not going to come to me, therefore yep. I have abandonment issues yep. and that story is then played on through the rest of his life. So, Crazy shit, right? yeah crazy stuff so trauma doesn't necessarily need to be something huge there are a few different events that I could probably pinpoint in my childhood that had taught me that you know I needed to stand up and be the strong one for my family yeah. you know, um, I didn't have my dad around much as a young girl yeah. um, my mum was um, beautiful woman raising three girls on her own so yeah. she was having her own mental struggles as yeah. well as you would yeah. and um, yeah I would see that and and feel like in some situations that I needed to be strong for my sisters and for my mom so that they felt protected. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, so it definitely served me, served my sisters, served my mom in times when it needed to. Um, but has been disservice to me many times in my life when I've gotten to take it off. Cool.
0: And tell me about that. Like when, when did it, uh, when did it cause you issues, and then how did you become like? Because m- many people don't even know what the fuck we're talking about. Oh, this might be the first time they're hearing about a yeah. mask. I like, what's a mask? A really good book. Just before I forget it, I can't remember the, the name of it. I think it's The Mask of Masculinity by Thomas how- uh, Lewis House. Good name. Tom- Thomas is my brother. Um, <laughs> yeah. Lewis House. Um, he does the School of Greatness. If you've ever yeah. heard of him, yeah. um, he's one. I think his book is called the Ma- The Mask of Masculinity. Yeah. I think. Don't quote me, but it's something along the lines. And he talks about this. All, it's all about what mask you choose to wear at any given time, whether it be the the loud one, the party girl, the person that doesn't care, the the or the the, um, the the motherly one you're, you're referring to. So yeah, tell us about, um, so it served a purpose as it always does, but when did you become conscious? How did you become conscious of it? And then what did you have to do to like, I guess, open up and let the real Tamara come through?
1: Yeah. Um, I, oh. Vulnerability comes to me when you ask me that question. That's what came to me before. So define
0: vulnerability for me. Oh God! What a, what a question. That's right? a big one. We get deep on this one, don't we?
1: Vulnerability is being feeling strong in speaking your truth. Oh, there's a quote that I'm going to use as okay. my reference. Yeah. Speaking your truth, even when your voice shakes. Okay. Yeah. So that to me is vulnerability is being able to speak your truth, even when it scares the shit out of you, even when everything is telling you not to, even when your ego is trying to protect you, even when those masks are trying to pop up and say, don't do that. This, you know, I can help you. I can rescue you. We don't have to do this. Mm. Being able to speak that truth. And that's what... I believe creates real human connection as well as wow. being able to be really vulnerable with people. Cause you're speaking human to human, not mask to mask. Wow.
0: That's fucking oh, powerful. Oh, bitch. <laughs> quote yeah. that quote you back one and you'll yeah. keep going yeah. uh, from Cohen, right? Um, well, Marie, did you meet Marie at Cohen when you did yes, the event? So yeah. she, she, she's amazing. She's worked for Tony Robbins, for, uh, Richard and She's got amazing things. Uh, when you do the crewing event, which I re- I suggest to anyone on this planet to do t- uh, UPW, nail it and scale it and crew at nail it and scale it change your life but two things it says vulnerability is true strength and vulnerability is the pathway to connection Mm -hmm. because if you can like you said connect I guess true self to true self versus mask to mask. That's when you just something hits you and you just like you just feel like I get goosebumps thinking about it because it's like yeah Yeah. the tears normally show up as well. Um, But it's it's something that I guess we don't see much in society because of for whatever reason I believe like expectations, society, the government, um, the media, and stuff like that. We're
1: just all scared. We just so the masks pop up a lot more.
0: Yeah, I was was, my next question was going to be why do why are so many people. Not vulnerable or scared to go there. Like I can relate a lot to this with um, like my, my I've got some family members that I won't mention, but the um the mass, the male side of it. Um yeah, I won't mention the names, but they um they've gone through like uh, like suicidal periods and stuff. Um, but a lot of it comes down to they don't want to open up and speak about them because they've got a. Quote use the mask of being tough and being the leader, be the father, be the whatever, yeah. and um, and they just don't open up. And I, I'm not that females don't because I do definitely see that. But I, I generally, from what I, my experience, men are very much taught to be the strong, dominant ones. Not yeah. that that's all the time because you've been through that as well. But yeah, why are majority of people scared to be vulnerable? Mm,
1: um, great question.
0: Before I go there, I just want to backpedal onto your previous question. Oh, today. sorry. Fuck. <laughs> I, I, talk, I talk too much. Keep
1: going. Good stuff. Um, so my shift. That I had, so... Oh, yeah, fuck, you didn't answer that. question <laughs> yeah, No, it's fine. Um, so, obviously, like, we all go through things in our life and we have, in every single situation, a choice to repeat or evolve. Yeah. And I am committed to my evolution because my evolution means my son's evolution. Yes. So Like what I was talking about before, like, he is now my stronger wife. Yeah. And I even get emotional thinking oh, about that. I I'm tearing that. up right now. And um, I... They're actually coming to Australia next week, but two people that I highly recommend um, anyone go seeing is if you feel like you're wearing a mask and you don't know how to take it off, you're trying to get back to your true self is – I, for years, followed a couple of people called um, Alexi Panos and Preston Smiles on social media. Never heard of
0: them. I have to look them up.
1: Yeah, great. Um, They're incredible human beings. And um, they ran a workshop here on the Gold Coast, actually, just over 12 months ago that I attended.
0: I think I remember seeing that when you went to it. Yeah, it was
1: amazing. Like so many experiences I had on those two weekends that I never would have thought that I would have done or never would have thought I would have had the guts to do or just never would have thought I would have been in a situation where that would have been what I was doing and I had so much growth because it gave me a space to embody everything that I already knew. So going through a personal development journey over the last few years, like these are the the things that we're talking about now is the things that we have talked about, but I'd never actually, um, practiced it, fully embodied it executed it myself and that gave me a really safe container to do that in and it's yet yeah, the last 12 months completely changed the trajectory of my life so
0: not to steal their content or tell us what they did but like how, how do you practically do that how do you embody it versus talk about it
1: um they well we would have discussions about things and then they would send us out into um, the public yep. and give us challenges to do. Oh cool. So what's um, an example?
0: Um, these these are
1: um, this is just a little snippet of what they did. They so much stuff within the actual course but like when we were outside a few of the things that they would do is we'd have to go um, and sing a song somewhere nice. and be filmed for 30 seconds doing it. So you had to do minimum 30 seconds. Fucking hell so you I, I hate that
0: shit. So yeah that's, that's good. I know and yeah, if I uh, hate it I, I should do it. So yeah you
1: got people running around um, the Gold Coast just singing at the top their lungs. What did you sing? I sang a Missy Higgins song. Oh, Love Missy Higgins. And nice. I actually started bawling my eyes out while I was singing. It was honestly one of the most liberating experiences of my life. Why? It was oh, just because I felt so free. I was like, I don't, um, you know, no other place or people have I felt safe enough to do this in or around and I know that it was definitely because of a shift that I had had that weekend so I was feeling confident to do that and it just yeah it just felt so free and natural and yeah it just felt really good that's
0: fucking cool and yeah. you can see that you can hear it and you can if you were here in person you can see how much that means to you like it's real that's, yeah. that's real yeah. that's real shit yeah
1: and like um like a couple of other things that I had to do like getting over our um unworthiness bullshit that a lot of us carry around. So where does that the, come from
0: for, most people, for you personally for me, and then for most people? What daddy do you think? issues for daddy me, issue? I think.
1: Yeah. Daddy issues and money, money stories as well about, you know, having to earn my money and yeah. having to work hard to get money and that sort of thing. So another one oh, of the God. challenges they had was we had to go out and ask a stranger to buy us lunch. So, yeah. How did just that go? Really good. Yeah, it was good. Did you? Yeah, it's actually a lot easier <laughs> than you would think. But it's all the stories in our head of, like, they're going to reject me or they're going to say no or... Yeah, but you go up and you just actually just ask someone, hey, you know, I was wondering if you would buy me lunch today. And most people will say yes. Like, yeah. I know if someone walked up to me randomly and they had a good energy and they asked me to buy them lunch, I'd, I'd say, yeah, why not?
0: Yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah. Maybe connect. Build good Yeah, build Yeah.
1: Bro. So, yeah, it was a good one. So, if anyone... Follows them on social media. What's their names again? Um, the... Alexi Panos and Preston Smiles. Like
0: I can't spell, so I'm not going to spell that out. Very much. <laughs> it's like, called.
1: Oh. It's called the Bridge Experience. The Bridge no, Experience. Okay, good. Yeah. Go give. Go give them a go. Amazing. But yeah, that changed the trajectory of my life, and actually, all these things wow. that I was thinking and that I sort of knew, I could then intellectualise and actually put into words. And like, I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to have this conversation with you 12 months ago because all these things that i'm thinking now i wouldn't be able wouldn't have been able to put into words Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: I've, the, I've, uh, I actually spoke to, um, before you walked in here, to Richard, my manager um, on my team, and he actually asked me what's the best events to go to that I've been to in terms of personal development. I uh, say so UPW, Alan Scaler, and crewing, like I just said before. Mm-hmm. And in terms of, I guess, my most similar experience I can refer to with what you're talking about is is crewing there because there's so, there's so much vulnerability that you share yeah. so much, You go a lot deeper than, um, than a lot of people yeah. naturally do. And that's, again, where hide. that... Like, there was, there was a particular event, and like I get, I'm I getting goosebumps just thinking about it. I wasn't actually involved with it, so they do like a wood break thing. I'm not sure if you've done those. Like, i um, yeah. So you, you just have like a piece of plywood or something, and you write your biggest fear on it. So it might be I'm not good enough, or I'm I'm a loser, or I'm, I'll be single forever, whatever it is. I think mine was like I'm not a good leader or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then you on the back of it, you write what's on the other side if you break through it. So it, it'll be like I don't know uh, financial freedom, happiness, for my family, whatever it was. I can't remember. And anyway, I did mine, and mine was really empowering as well. But what was actually more empowering for me is um, I was with I was next to the security team and for the security team at the event it's mainly males so they're all like big 120 kilo big dudes and they all had these like it was just a big circle and I you could feel the energy coming off it like I'm getting like tingly thinking about it but there would be this big like guy 120 kilos and he was like i think i couldn't read it but it looked like i'm not good enough as his fear and he had tears coming down his fucking face and you would to go like this you go like one two three and you break it and when it broke i don't know how to i'm i, I you and me are quite i guess spiritual yeah. you could feel the fucking energy come off that yeah. piece of wood and like there was it was there was probably about 30 dudes there was one female there which was funny yeah um Yeah, but it was just like so powering to see like like if you can become conscious of it and do events, whether it be like the one I'm referring to or the one that you've done, it just, I guess... Takes the mask off for you because you're in, I guess the key from my experience anyways, as long as you're in a a safe environment, that allows you to do it. Yeah, you need
1: to be in a safe container, safe space, 100%. Yeah.
0: Because one of our values down on our wall actually is that we we create a safe space for transformation to take place. Because if you don't feel safe, whether that be with your partner, your friends, your family or anyone in your life, you probably just haven't had the opportunity to be open. Yeah. Because you might be you might be taught like from mum or dad to be tough and not to show your emotions. Yes. It's like, well, have you actually found a safe space where you can? Yeah. So I think that's an interesting question. But yeah. that might have just answered some of the question I had for you: is why aren't people vulnerable? So I might have just answered it. But for you, why aren't people vulnerable?
1: Um, I feel like there's just so much, so much noise telling us what we need to look like, what we need to be, how we need to act. And people are scared because there's so much like um, oh, to well, to share a little bit of vulnerability of some a situation that's going on in my life at the moment. So, um, due to a lack of vulnerability, my ex partner Dion and I had been having some struggles with regard to our son and the share of care for him and yeah. that sort of thing. And it just comes down from a comes straight down to a fear of what am I going to lose? What if I, yeah, just all of these little things that pop up. I know for me with my son, it's what if I don't get to see my son as much? What if he starts another family with someone else? What if um, he starts to enjoy spending time with his dad more than he likes to spend time with me? Like all of these fears come up. And so the mask that just wants to protect me comes up and I go, I just want to protect myself. And I go, you know, that's when, you know, for me, it comes out as control and aggression and, and being dominating and that sort of thing. And yeah, it just comes down to a fear. I think we just, once we peel back those fears and realize that the other person that we think we're quote unquote fighting, they're just as scared as we are. Yeah. And we're able to have that human to human conversation rather than our masks just fighting. Yeah, Everyone gets what they want
0: wow that was really powerful Mm, wow thank you Um, I believe and I'll ask if you do as well do you believe that um, cliche thing that everything happens for a reason are you a big believer of that
1: yes and no I feel like we also need to we create our reality as well cool good stuff
0: do you listen to Joseph Spencer yeah yeah good I'm doing his uh, book at the moment you are are you are yeah. the placebo. Yeah. Yeah. Really fuck, crazy. shit. Yeah. Now. Uh, what I was going to ask though, is um, I, I subscribe to Kerwin's view on the ego and you would have mm-hmm. learned that at Nissi. like it shows up to protect you, which yeah. is like, guess what you're saying? The mask is there to protect you. So same thing. Yeah. Um, but what he teaches and something, again, I, I really believe from my own experience and others is that it actually protects you from the very thing that you need. Mm-hmm. I just did a podcast two episodes ago on this whole topic. Yeah. So, is that something that you found in your own experience? So like once you've, I guess, regulated or come back to center, like say like for my, my experience of my family, like the big eruption of like anger and emotion comes out. Once you settle down and the heartbeat settle down a little bit and you've actually yeah. had a big breathe and you actually debrief on it and be like, fuck, like what the fuck just happened then? And be like, what is this person what, what What is this person here to teach me? What am I actually yeah. meant to be learning from this? Yeah. Um, that's where you can actually, I guess, what you said, like, grow and get the lessons from it. Have you experienced that yourself? Do you agree to that?
1: Yeah, so um, it's actually funny you mentioned that because I had this really um, empowering experience probably only about two weeks ago. So um, as I mentioned before, um, myself and my ex-partner, we had... Um, a little while ago been having some challenges regarding the care for our son yep and so we'd been triggering each other a lot so you know things that he would do or say would put me in that
0: push know, each other's buttons or yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so
1: um, triggering pushing each other's buttons that sort of thing anytime you feel um, angry any anytime you feel any sort of emotion towards someone it's because they're triggering something in you it's yeah. not it's there's this old quote that I love and it's like my reaction of you is um, my reaction to you is a reflection of me. Oh, something along those lines. I can't, I can't think. Of I know that what now. you're getting
0: at. It's like you 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 see in others what you're insecure about yourself. Something along yeah, those lines. Like, yeah, yeah. So when
1: something tri- when someone else triggers something in you, it's the ego shows up and goes, "Oh, screw that person! How dare they say that? How dare they do that? They're the bad person." Blah 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 blah. But really, what you're saying with um, the ego is there to protect you from behind the ego is the the thing that you actually need is when you look past that, you see that that trigger is actually showing you where your work is. And when you figure out where your work is, that is when you start to have these breakthroughs and those things don't trigger you anymore. So yeah, yeah, you can go through your whole life. And if you feel like, you know, for anyone listening, you feel like you're having the same problems with the same boyfriends or the same friends or the same things upset you or, you know, all these things come, come in your life that you feel You've experienced all these times before. It's simply because you haven't, um, you haven't been able, you haven't yet looked at what that trigger is showing. Yeah. That trigger showing you where your work is. You haven't looked at that work. You've instead just focused on the trigger itself. Yeah. Don't focus on the messenger. Focus on the message.
0: Yes. There's. Uh, I keep quoting Kerwin because he, he's very big on this whole theme and stuff. And he talks about like um, the universe sends you messages. And yeah. sometimes, depending how conscious you are of it, sometimes he uses the example. Sometimes it's like a brush of fresh air against your cheek. Sometimes it's a little slap in the face. Sometimes it's like a brick getting thrown at you. Yeah. Sometimes it's like getting hit by a fucking truck. So yeah. sometimes you get like... These little problems that keep popping up, keep popping up, keep popping up, and yeah. it's there to teach you something. But yeah. if you haven't woken up to it yet, it will send something bigger yeah. until it's like um, I usually use weight loss, for example. It's like, say you're um, you're not happy with your body, or you look like, say your partner gives you like, a little like throwaway line to question your, your body. That's a bit of like that's a little warning, yeah. and then you like say, um, I don't say. You have, um, you can't fit your clothes anymore. There's another warning, and then su- suddenly, and you have ones along the way. Then you have a fucking heart attack, and the doctor says you've got three months to live unless you fucking change. That's the hit by a truck until you fucking get the lesson to look after yeah. your health. If that makes sense, so um, yeah, cool. We actually we have a lot in common. We actually believe a lot of similar stuff, which is cool. Um, Mate, we've already been going for like 37 minutes, so... Epic. This is good stuff. Um, oh,
1: can I just touch on something? Yeah, go for I it, for sure. over yep. something. Before. Yep. So my actual... The experience that I had a couple of weeks ago the on my bre- big old oh, tangent,
0: oh, so not... necessarily different. Yeah,
1: the, the little um, aha moment was something triggered me and my immediate thought wasn't uh, the ego didn't show up. It was straight to, okay, you're triggered. What is that showing? Like, what is that bringing up in cool. you? How can we focus on that? And that was a really little beautiful moment for me and go, like, oh okay, you know, you know, you're actually doing the work, it's all good. And I think it's it's really important to acknowledge that like no one ever we were talking about this before, yeah. but no one ever gets to a place where everything is all good and we've got no issues yeah. and you know all of our childhood trauma is fixed and we're like these perfect humans that never have masks. Where if we're chasing that, we're gonna be chasing that till the day we die. Yeah. Um but just that little bit of reassurance that there is progression there. It was really nice to me. That's about. fucking
0: cool, mate. You should be really proud of that. It's... Uh, Thank you. I think... Um, I think this is Tony's way of saying it, but, like, um, you go from... It's like when um, things used to piss you off at the early days, like, something bad happens to you piss you off for a whole week or a whole month then once you get better at regulating being conscious of it learning the lessons instead of being a week it might be a couple days and from that to a day to that to an hour to that to 30 seconds you know what that pissed me off but you know what what's the lesson in this and you can actually do that straight away depending on the level of it might take a bit of practice of how emotionally impacting it can be on you but yeah once you become conscious of it and be like fuck okay a team member just left me or I just broke up with my partner or um, I just lost my job or my business just went under great what am I going to do about it what what is this teaching me like I want to be like um Kerwin has a funny a really cool story he puts out like the intention he wrote down the goal I want to be a billionaire and then like a couple months later he got um he's getting sued from something that he had nothing to do with it wasn't his fault and it cost him a million dollars in legal fees and that's a million dollars after tax so to make a million bucks you gotta earn about two million because of tax and super and all that good stuff so he got a two thousand dollar lesson and then in hindsight he's like and because the, suddenly these people just dropped the lawsuit. You might have shared the story, at Nissy, I'm not sure if you did or not.
1: Mm, I don't think so.
0: Um, he had, anyways, this lawsuit, this guy that was trying to sue him, just out of the nowhere just stopped because he he, he accepted the fact that, like, fuck, I wrote down the goal that I want to be a billionaire and to be a billionaire, you need to have a really good understanding of your legals. So I've just created, manifested a fucking $2 million lesson because he learned so much of that process, what he's entitled to, shares, whatever the company stuff that he learns wow. about it. But he created that. Yeah. You said it before you create your reality. If you want to if you put the intention out of like you've you've done comps before, I'm sure when you set down the goal of doing a comp, you would have had some fucking challenges oh, with your, yeah. your body, your mindset, yeah. the self-talk like yeah. but it's like you said you wanted this and yeah. then the universe tests you and you get yeah. thrown these challenges to be like, "Well, tomorrow you said you want this. Do you really fucking want it?" Because yeah. here's the challenges that you've got to overcome. Yeah.
1: And that's that's when life's going to get unreasonable with you when you decide that you really want something, it's going to go, "Okay, let's let's put you through it through the ringer let's see how committed you see really what are you fucking got, huh? yeah
0: <laughs> mate fuck this is gonna go for a bit longer but I, I guess last one we'll wrap it up on this um you mentioned something before we started I guess dealing with expectations yep. um how that can really affect with people's mindsets their level of self-love their level of self-empowerment <laughs> level of happiness as well um how does that how what's been your journey with um dealing with other people's expectations put upon you
1: um well As you know, Louis, um, in the last sort of six months, I've had a huge shift in my life in terms of what it physically looks like. So six months ago, um, you know, on paper, I would have said, you know, I'm a, I'm an owner of two gyms. I run a mums and bubs program with 50 clients. I've got two staff under me in my personal business. And then we've got eight staff in our, in our wider gyms. I'm a mum, um, you know, on six figures plus a year. Yep you would have thought great that's awesome life's gone good for you but that was all on paper and that was all good but there were some lessons there were some key lessons that I needed to learn so all of that um came sort of crumbling down to me came crumbling down for me for lack of a better um phrase and I got to go through a period of learning to let go of what um what i wanted my life to look like and what i thought was expected of me through those periods and um, i think this is really important for anyone who wants something in life be committed to the why not not don't be committed to how it looks because it can look a million different ways and for me at the time a great life looked like gym owner of two running this program empowering women being a mother. And when that shifted for me, so did the things in my life. So now I'm still able to do all the things that I was doing before, but I'm a lot more in, I have a lot more alignment with, um, with really what's important to me right now and what I value. So my values shifted, therefore everything in my life shifted. Yeah, cool. So, um... Yeah, sort of went on a bit of a tangent. That's all right. That's good. <laughs> um, so now I'm much more in alignment with, you know, still being a business owner and still empowering women and still being a mother. Um, and through that period I had a lot of lessons for the of the ego to learn that, you know, it's okay to admit um, wrongdoing, it's okay to um, wave a white flag. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to walk away from something um, and acknowledge when your time is finished with something. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. Love it. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I, I, you're a very passionate speaker, okay. um, mate. I, um, I I think I think we can wrap it up now. But I just wanted to say thank you for coming down. I Appreciate thank it. You for um, me. Is there any? I guess leaving tips or things that you want to leave with anyone who listens to this um, to help with anything that you've spoken about today about like taking off the mask, being vulnerable um, I know uh, uh, I guess, uh, what's the word I'm looking for um, embracing your feminine energy, um, yeah. empowerment like anything you've spoken about today, is there anything that you're going to leave anyone with in particular or things that really stand out that you want to help them with? Um, hmm.
1: I guess at the end of the day you go to bed with you and you wake up with you. So, if you're unhappy in your life, just know that you have the power to change it. If you don't feel like you're you've got passion in your life and you want passion, if you don't feel like you've got fulfillment and you want fulfillment, just know that you can have all of those things if you are willing to be vulnerable, if you're willing to let go of the ego, if you're willing to um ask for things that you want and put it out there into the universe and make a commitment, then all of those things are available for you. Just let go of how it might show up in your life because we always get stuck on the the oh how am I going to do that with finances or yeah opportunities are always going to come your way once you make that committed um, once you make that aligned committed action towards it. Fuck yeah.
0: Drop the mark on that one, <laughs> guys. Uh, well, for everyone, sorry for everyone that's listening to it. How could we, I guess, see more of your staff? How to, could we connect with you if we wanted to connect with you? Where where uh, where are you at?
1: Drop my social. Yeah, Um, slip into those DMs. (laughs) I've just actually changed my name on Insta. I previously had two Instagram accounts, one for my um, fitness-related stuff and then one for my personal stuff. And then I had a good... um, Conversation with a friend and I thought to myself, why the hell do I have two different accounts? Yeah. I'm one person, I'm yeah. not two people. So why am I splitting myself into two different things? I have this
0: chat with people all
1: the time. Yeah, so fun. I have since shut down one account and changed the name of my other one. So you can find me at Tamara on go. Instagram. Yeah. Um, and on Facebook, just under Tamara Northam, send me a friend request, send me a follow. And yeah, I love, I'll be... Making lots of noise on social media, so connect. Love to connect with anyone out there. So
0: you're a beautiful soul. Thank you so much. Yes, I, know so you got, you, I know you got yeah, sh- I know you got shit going on. You got things to do, so I appreciate you taking the time out today. Thank um, guys, thank you for tuning in. As I always say, share it on on your Instagram. Tag us in it so we can reshare
1: it for you. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And Tamara, you're a beautiful soul. Thank, thank you so much, you, Thanks for having me.